the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show, hour two of the Pastor Scott Show. We're together each and every day from three to five, and we talk about issues of the day uh, from a Christian perspective, and it's always good to be with you. You can join us live on the live stream by going to kkla.com and uh, checking that out. And uh, you can always follow us on social media, Facebook X and Instagram at Pastor Scott Show. Uh, you know, we take a look at the issues of the day and something that happened today that uh, I think it's worth taking a look at, just as we look at uh, the Israel-Gaza issue, and in particular what's happening domestically, and the interesting times that we are in, in fact, scary times, actually, when it comes to anti-Semitism and the way this crisis has been launched in a way to empower those people who would be um, not just against the policies that Israel as a government might have, which is fine, um, unless the reason you're against them is because you're against Jewish people. And this this is a pretty serious deal because one of the signs of the end of a nation is its anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism is something that's been around for uh, centuries, for millennia, actually. And it's always something that leads to such a crisis. You know, the anti-Semitism itself is the symptom of the deeper crisis, and it's a crisis of faith. It's a crisis of, of the foundational principles of a civilization. And you know, it's a it's an interesting thing to talk about civilization when you are living in the civilized world, as you would, that's been civilized for a while, but not really that long. You know, it's not been very long that people even in the United States have had electricity, when you think about it. It's not been very long that people have had telephones. It hasn't been very long that everybody didn't have just handheld or horse-drawn, mule-drawn farming equipment. You know, the the founders of our countries, they traveled the same way that Jesus Christ traveled, on foot, on beast, you know, on an animal uh, or something like that. And just a lot of things are pretty recent in um, world history, but anti-Semitism is something that goes back a long way. Well, some people are having to deal with, and, and what we're talking about here, and I'm going to let actually uh, Chuck Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader, talk about it. He gave a speech today, and I probably don't agree with Chuck Schumer on very much, but he's Jewish, and he has felt compelled to speak out about some of the anti-Jewish um, statements and the events that are recent, especially things that are just not built on a historical perspective at all. Um he he spent some time first acknowledging that there is all that there is also 
uh, sentiment against other groups. And in particular, he brought up the fact that uh, in Vermont over the weekend, uh, three Palestinian young men were shot by a guy. We still don't know for sure what the reason is for that, but we know that um, – but they, but most people are assuming that probably he shot them because they're Palestinians. Um, two of them are citizens. One is here on a visa. They were, I don't think they died, but one is hurt pretty bad. Um, we saw a Jewish man right here in our own community at a protest who died because he was apparently hit in the head by a megaphone by someone who was a Palestinian protester. Um, and uh, he fell backwards and hit his head and he died, and that person is under arrest. So he acknowledges that those kinds of things. But I thought that he did a pretty good job, and I, and I think that particularly coming from the, the liberal side of this, this is something that needs to be done. Frankly, I think this is the speech that Joe Biden ought to have given. And it's you know, and I acknowledge too here that part of what he's addressing, he's going to address people on the left. He acknowledges that there's anti-Semitism and there's neo-Nazi groups and things that are kind of on the the right, whatever that means. You know, on the right, those kinds of things. But he his speech really does focus on people on the left and people who are influenced by his own policies. Interestingly enough, policies that either he has ignored or he has upheld in our schools. And so I want to let you hear some of that. I think it's important to hear that from. Uh, the uh, Senate Majority Leader, who um, is pretty firm on these things. The rise of anti-Semitism in America. I feel compelled to speak because I'm the highest-ranking Jewish elected official in America. In fact, the highest-ranking Jewish elected official ever in American history. And I have noticed a significant disparity between how Jewish people regard the rise of anti-Semitism and how many of my non-Jewish friends regard it. To us, the Jewish people, the rise of anti-Semitism is a crisis, a five-alarm fire that must be extinguished. For so many other people of goodwill, it is merely a problem, a matter of concern. So today... I want to use my platform to explain why so many Jewish people see this problem as a crisis. So that's Senator Senate, uh, Senator Chuck Schumer. He's the majority leader. And he took it's about 40 minutes. So I'm not going to play all the 40 minutes for you. Uh, but I did take out some clips that I think are important because one of the things that we've tried to do on this show as we've talked about this is we want to be about the truth. We want to recognize, and I mean, by that, I mean the factual truth. There are things that are, that people can disagree about, right? And people can have different political opinions and people can have different perspectives on things. That's all fine and good to talk about and to flush out. But there are certain things that are just facts. There are certain things that are organized in, you know, a certain way throughout history that cannot be denied, that aren't particularly about opinion. They're just things that have happened and things that are there. And when you take those things out, that's one of the things that he's going to talk about here is that this crisis is pretty serious because often what we're seeing being chanted in many of these protests and the protests, you know, they interrupted the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and they interrupted the the White House Christmas tree thing. Other than the Christmas tree falling down uh, yesterday, they also, uh, they also interrupted, they put that back up. Then uh, the the 
uh, ceremony got interrupted. They're promising to interrupt one in New York tonight uh, at Rockefeller Center. And these traditional things that are really important, I think, for uh, cities and for everybody, um, this is a pretty big deal. But what he's talking about are how uh, Jews are under attack in America. So here's another clip from Chuck Schumer in his speech today. Question that anti-Semitism is a serious problem in America in general. Jewish Americans represent 2% of the U.S. population, yet we are the targets of 55% of all religion-based hate crimes recorded by the FBI. That's pretty significant, okay? And that's recorded by the FBI, um, not by a Jewish organization, right? These are, these are stats that uh, law enforcement agencies put together. 55% of all religious-based uh, attacks are Jewish people um, in the United States, and that is before October 7th. The solidarity that Jewish Americans initially received from many of our fellow citizens was quickly drowned out by other voices, while the dead bodies of Jewish Israelis were still warm, while hundreds of Jewish Israelis were being carried as hostages back to Hamas tunnels under Gaza. Jewish Americans were alarmed to see some of our fellow citizens characterize a brutal terrorist attack as justified because of the actions of the Israeli government. A vicious, blood-curdling, premeditated massacre of innocent women, men, children, the elderly, justified. Even worse, in some cases, people even celebrated what happened, describing it as the deserved fate of, quote, colonizers, and calling for glory to the martyrs, who carried out these heinous attacks. That happened here in America. Yeah, he's talking about this, and I want to, I'm playing just different clips, but I want you to know that he talked about criticisms of the Israeli government that actually he has. And he says that criticizing the Israeli government and the decisions that they make are not generally anti-Semitic. You can criticize Israel and what the government does like you can any other government. And he also said that He's not here to pit one group against each other, and that's why he talked about the murders in Vermont uh, that happened, the Palestinian kids who were young adults who were shot for apparently no reason in uh, Vermont this uh, weekend. And he talked about other things that he has been a part of to help protect Muslims and Arabs in the United States. And when you hear what he's talking about, though, there's a few things that I think are important. One is this is somebody who is now in a place where he has to talk to his own side, all right, about things, because a lot of what he's going to describe, these things developed in an educational system with philosophies that his side has supported, that have led people. And he's going to talk later about the whole issue of the oppressed and the uh, uh, oppressors and how the philosophy of critical theory is always about there's always oppressors and oppressed, and you always want to support the oppressed over the oppressors. The problem with that is that over time, you can make anybody into an oppressor of some other group who just happens to have a few more things. And then what do you do when you are saying that one group is the oppressor when they're really the oppressed? And it's never worked, and it always drives people to division. This is at what's at the heart of political philosophies that in our lifetime, or many of your lifetimes, or if you're younger, you got to read about it. It's why these philosophies have failed and have turned into murderous philosophies in, in Nazi Germany, in communist China, in Soviet Russia, and in countries all over the world that have tried to adopt this Marxist belief 
about things, that there's an attraction to a, a Marxist view because of the idea that uh, everybody is now equal and that ev- we have resolved all of the problems of humankind and society and we have that will lead to peace. And there's sort of this optimistic vision of all of that. And that's, I think, why some people go down that road of of wanting that. But in doing so, you miss the actual history where what actually happens is people start murdering their own. Because where these philosophies take you is to a place where you have to hate certain groups because you've labeled them in a certain way. And in doing that, you eventually enslave them or imprison them or you will kill them. And kill is eventually what has happened. And usually when you see historically anti-Semitism crop up in the way that it has, it's at the end of that process that this is something that is so much deeper than just hatred of Jewish people. It is a crisis in our own country. That's why I think that this is a speech that President Biden ought to have made, uh, and maybe he will at some point. Um, but I want to make sure that you know, because we're not listening, it's all 40 minutes, that we're not, we're not going to, uh, that he acknowledges the different problems of different things. But he's talking about Jewish people who are under attack in America and how voices have changed. This is Chuck Schumer again. Many of the people who express these sentiments in America aren't neo-Nazis or card-carrying Klan members or Islamist extremists. They're in many cases people that most liberal Jewish Americans felt previously were their ideological fellow travelers. And that's something that I think he needs to do. And that, by the way, is something that we all need to do regardless of our political point of view. We have to call out our side. We have to call out our side, whatever your side is. It's a principle that Jesus teaches about taking the log out of your own eye. You certainly want to do that in your interpersonal relationships. You take the log out of your own eye so that you can see clearly enough to take the speck out of your neighbor's eye, right? That all of us are sinners. All of us have faults. And I believe seriously that part of a a path to unity in our country is that the sides, however you define them, Democrat or Republican or left and right or conservative or liberal, whatever you want to say, that we will do better if we can acknowledge our own side. Uh, it matters a lot. And it gives you a lot more credibility when you want to then criticize the other side. You know, so if you are on the right in all of this issue – you know, you you need to acknowledge that, hey, you know what, there's neo-Nazis and uh, crazy people on the right who hate Jews or hate other people, or there's white supremacy that's real. There's a lot of white supremacy in the educational academic world today that's, you know, like the freeways are racist and all that. I think all that gets in the way of the real white supremacy, and there are white supremacist groups out there. We've talked about this on the show. But here you have uh, Chuck Schumer, who's acknowledging uh, his own side. Here's an example of his own side. This happened in uh, Oakland. Do we have that clip ready, uh, Josh? Uh, right there. So this happened at uh, in Oakland at uh, City Council. So the Oakland City Council got together, and they wanted to pass a um, a, a resolution condemning uh, Israel's uh, war on uh, Gaza. And that's what they did, by the way, six to two, ultimately. And in the midst of that, somebody tried to put to also, uh, they also put forward, we're going to condemn Hamas, not condemn the Palestinian people. It's different. We're going to condemn the activities of Hamas. And that angered a lot of the people there. And this is what they had to say. 
There have not been beheadings of babies and rapings. Israel murdered their own people on October 7th. Calling Hamas a terrorist organization is ridiculous, racist, and plays into genocidal propaganda that is flooding our media and that we should be doing everything possible to combat. I support the right of Palestinians to resist occupation, including through Hamas, the armed wing of the unified Palestinian resistance. As an Arab, asking with this context to condemn Hamas is very anti-Arab racist. The notion that this was a massacre of Jews is a fabricated narrative. Many of those killed on October 7th, including children, were killed by the IDF. An amendment condemning Hamas is bald propaganda meant to... Thank you. Your time is up. To hear them complain about Hamas violence is like listening to a wife beater complain when his wife finally stands up and fights back. Question. Did anyone else notice that those who oppose this resolution are old white supremacists? There's been a lot of atrocity propaganda ranging from claims of beheaded babies to mass rape. Hamas is not a terrorist organization just because the U.S. and Israel um, deems it so. Hamas is a resistance organization that is fighting for the liberation of Palestinian people and their land. The things that are said there by these people are demonstrably false. And it was brought out by lots of people, everybody just about, on the right and left, including Governor Newsom, by the way. Governor Newsom responded to this very specific uh, event in Oakland, uh, and he wrote this, Hamas is a terrorist organization. To not call Hamas a terrorist organization means you haven't read it. And I always say this, if you are somehow supportive of Hamas, I don't mean supportive of Palestinian people. I mean, if you somehow think that Hamas uh, is somehow doing good, you have not read what Hamas says about themselves. You can Google it. Just go read Hamas's charter. It plainly says that the existence of Hamas is to kill Jews in Israel first and then around the world, wherever they are, to exterminate Jews. That's their purpose. And their purpose is not even to have a state. They don't care about the state, the two-state solution. In fact, Hamas criticizes in their charter any Islamic organization that participates in peace talks in general and especially talks about a two-state solution. They're just opposed to it, and they're opposed, and they have murdered their own people who have supported the two-state solution or peace talks. That's Hamas. And And all you need to do to know that is go read the Hamas charter. And... You know, there it is shocking to hear all of these people say and the idea that Israel just killed their own people. Hamas videotaped it and uploaded it themselves. They wore GoPro cameras. They grabbed their face. They was live on Facebook. The reason you can go to the social media and actually watch all of it is because Hamas filmed it and they were proud of it. It's not rational to decide this is something that is just made up. Um, you can be opposed to how Israel's handling it. You can. There's all kinds of different criticisms of, of Israel and their response. You can do all of that, but you can't just make up facts. And that's one of the reasons that Chuck Schumer and people mostly on left and right who are in, uh, in politics in particular have been in agreement on this. And why I think it's important that as we move farther away from October 7th and as you have people standing up claiming things that are not true – and you have the increase of of anti-Semitic violence, the increase even of violence towards Palestinians in this uh, country. Um, this you you cannot bring people together if you will not acknowledge at least what certain facts are. This is Pastor Scott Show eight 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 five two eight two five five seven eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Marco in Palos Verdes, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. 
Yeah, thank you, Pastor Scott, for, for having me. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I, I completely agree with, with your perspective of how we are handling here our situation. Uh, I, I, I'm from Mexico. I moved here 34 years ago, but I'm going there back and forth maybe a couple of times a year. So I'm seeing it. What I'm seeing here right now, exactly the same pattern. I, I That's why I'm here. I, I just left my country because there is no longer freedom. You know, like a people in Mexico, they used to protest and block. I'm from Mexico City. Blocking that main um, avenues and people who has to go to work, has to go, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. working people. We get affected there for like, we late to work. And I, it's, it's a matter of time to just start seeing it here more often, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm, I, I know that you are very neutral. You're most like in the center. I think that's my perception. But I, in my opinion, my humble opinion, the left lies. They, le- they lie, left and right. And I can tell you this because I already went through all this many years ago. As we're getting cl- closer to the election here, they're going to be a cheaper gas. Uh, they're going to try to fix inflation. They're going to do free stuff for the poor. Yeah, everybody says that. I'm, I'm about, I'm about put, coming up on a break here, Marco. Um, but I telling the truth about things and really working hard to get to the truth is uh, the direction that we need to go. And just making stuff up uh, on any side of things uh, will divide us further. I agree. Sir. Yeah, Marco, I, thank I, you. Not... Thank you for calling and listening. I do have to go to a break here in a second. This is the Pastor Scott Show. When we come back, I'll have more from Chuck Schumer. I think it's an important speech that we hear, particularly from his perspective on things. Eric, I see your call. We'll get to that uh, eventually and others. Pastor Scott Show, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com. Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Trying to play a clip of what happened in Oakland again. Here we go. Hold on a second. Beheadings of babies and rapings. Israel murdered their own people on October 7th. Calling Hamas a terrorist organization is ridiculous, racist, and plays into genocidal propaganda that is flooding our media and that we should be doing everything possible to combat. I support the right of Palestinians to resist occupation, including through Hamas, the armed wing of the unified Palestinian resistance. As an Arab, asking with this context to condemn Hamas is very anti-Arab racist. The notion that this was a massacre of Jews is a fabricated narrative. Many of those killed on October 7th, including children, were killed by the IDF. An amendment condemning Hamas is bald propaganda meant to... Thank you. Your time is up. To hear them complain about Hamas violence is like listening to a wife beater complain when his wife finally stands up and fights back. Question. Did anyone else notice that those who oppose this resolution are old white supremacists? There's been a lot of atrocity propaganda ranging from claims of beheaded babies to mass rape. Hamas is not a terrorist organization just because the U.S. and Israel um, deems it so. Hamas is a resistance organization that is fighting for the liberation of Palestinian people and their land. Those are all comments from a city council meeting in Oakland uh, that uh, ultimately resulted in a 6-2 to two vote condemning Israel in all of this. And those comments, none of those comments are accurate from people who are there. But they learned that from somebody. And or there, you know, there is something behind all of that. And we are seeing those comments around the country. 
And a couple of things that I'm doing here today, and I'll get your calls here in a second. I see your calls up on the screen. Uh, Chuck Schumer, who is the Democratic majority leader in the United States Senate, he is the highest ranking uh, Jewish person ever elected in the United States, actually. And he felt compelled to make a speech about it. And I thought the speech was pretty good. There are certain things that he, I think, should have pushed a little harder on. But uh, overall, it was pretty good. And one of the things he does is he and he one of the things he's doing here is he's addressing mostly his own side. And that's something that we talk about a lot on our show is that you've got to you've got to call out your own side for things that they might be doing wrong. That would help our whole country. Right. Is you take the log out of your own eye. It's a principle that Jesus gave us for interpersonal relationships. But I think in a political discussion, it also works. And he does make comments about uh, that. He doesn't even he doesn't agree or even like Benjamin Netanyahu very much. And a lot of Israel's policies he doesn't like. He goes into all of that. But. What he's talking about are the statements just like you heard and where they're coming from, and it's massive. It's a huge group of people making these comments. And one of the things he felt compelled to do was give a history of Jewish suffering. He goes into talking about how there is a problem with the philosophy of determining who are the oppressors and who are the oppressed, which is a big part of critical theory in every range of every part of critical theory and Marxism that has something to do with it. And it always turns into destruction and the murder of each other. It's it's a terrible philosophy. And this, you know, the place where I think he needs to go further is he's got to acknowledge that his side has been supporting that narrative being pushed. I think they're all surprised at how significant it has become. But here's Chuck Schumer accurately talking about some of the history of Jewish persecution. Many, if not most, Jewish Americans, including myself, support a two-state solution. We disagree with Prime Minister Netanyahu and his administration's encouragement of militant settlers in the West Bank, which has become a considerable obstacle to a two-state nation. But the reason why I invoke history about the founding of the Israeli state is because forgetting or even deliberately ignoring this vital context is dangerous. Some of the most extreme rhetoric against Israel has emboldened anti-Semites who are attacking Jewish people simply because they are Jewish, independent of anything having to do with Israel. And those who are inclined to examine the world through the lens of oppressors versus the oppressed should take note that the many thousands of years of Jewish history are defined by oppression. From October 7, 2023 in southern Israel, to 2018 at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, to 1999 at the Los Angeles JCC, to 1986 at the Neve Shalom Synagogue in Istanbul, to 1974 at the Netev Meir Elementary School in Malot, to Yom Kippur, 1973 in the Golan Heights, to 1972 at the Munich Olympics in Lod Airport, to 1967 at the Straits of Tehran, to the 1940s and 30s in Germany and Central Europe, to the 1800s in the Pale of Settlement, to 1679 in Yemen, to 1492 in Spain, 1394 in France, to 1290 in England, to the Crusades in the Middle Ages, to 629 in Galilee, to the year 73 in Jerusalem, to 586 B.C. in Judea, to 722 B.C.E.C. in Samaria, to the 13th century B.C.E. in Egypt, The Jewish people have been humiliated, ostracized, expelled, enslaved, 
and massacred for millennia. That's Chuck Schumer, the Democrat uh, majority leader in the Senate, who gave a 40-minute speech today on uh, what's going on with anti-Semitism, particularly in America. And part of the speech was the, the history there. Uh, the Jewish people. He goes into the ethnic cleansing that Jews have had to deal with in multiple countries, um, especially over the last uh, 100 years or so. Um, but at different times, you, you have that throughout history. He doesn't even touch on the half of it, actually. And he, he will point out that people need to learn this if they want to have a real discussion about these issues. Um, I just kind of wonder, well, who are they going to learn it from? Because they're professors or who are teaching uh, this other stuff. 888-528-2557. Let me get to a couple of your calls here. Eric in Corona, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Eric, hey, you with us? Hey, thank, thanks for holding on. Hey, uh, the first thing I got to ask you is, why would you think that that speech would have been better given by Joe Biden than the highest-ranking Jewish uh, official, uh, uh, elected U.S. officials. Yeah, the reason the reason I think so is because I do think that, and what he goes on to say in the speech, we obviously can't play all of it, is that this is a national crisis. He puts it in those terms multiple times. That the what we're seeing with the anti-Semitism is greater than just hatred of Jews. It is something that you have seen throughout history as probably the biggest indicator of the collapse of a culture, an entire nation. And so the reason I think that Joe Biden should be giving this speech or a similar speech is because he's the president, and I think it's his job. Well, I, I, well, I think I, I, I think in time, and I think that that he has done that. And I think he he's has been he's been really good. So I'm not I'm not trying to criticize him, but I'm in that sense. But I think it's time for Joe Biden to come out and and lead the nation this way. That's just that would just but, be my but, thought. But that's not. We're clear. We're definitely going to disagree on this one because, as a president of the United States, there's only so much he has to has to do. Because one of the one of the things, and I I tried to call the other day, but I was on the rolling, is that we talk we talking about pushing propaganda, and I'm again I'm on the road all day, and I listen to K Wave, and I listen to KKLA, and I hear a one sided perspective. One last night. One um, advertisement flat out called the president weak, talking you know talking about how he had um, ships um, that he could have used to help Israel. And I'm and, and I'm thinking I'm like okay, you want us to get into a war that we can't win, that they can't win. You don't win war against against terrorism. We fought. We spent four trillion dollars in twenty years. In, in in Afghanistan, and we started out with the Taliban. Yeah, and we ended up I'm making probably a not in dis- I probably don't disagree with you on that, and I didn't mean this to sound as a harsh criticism of Biden because I've been supportive of Biden uh, to this point. I just think that it's it's a my comment really was Chuck Schumer giving the speech. I think is good. I think it come it needs to come from the president because I do agree that it's a national crisis. That's well, that's I, all I was saying. I wasn't I wasn't saying you know, how dare Joe Biden yeah. not give the speech. I'm, he might get to it eventually. Yeah, I just I just think there there that there has to be, um, um, uh, uh, what's the guy the focus on the family? Well, the old focus on the family guy mm-hmm. said this too. Is that we spend a lot of time? At, uh, I guess I'm I'm super sensitive to this because I come from a family teachers and I'm married into a family teacher. My my wife is a college professor at yeah. Cal Baptist. Hmm. So these the, 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 these people and I, and I also have two kids who recently graduated college. Neither one of them are their friends. None of them are indoctrinated. 
I, I would say just I would say just the opposite. At 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 at, at when they got out of school at twenty one and twenty two uh, three years ago, they were they were far they were far more um, intuitive to things than I was at twenty two and twenty three years old. Uh-huh. I, I I I think kids get a bad rap. I think teachers get a bad rap, and and I think it's 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 so easy to attack teachers who, by the way, my wife has a PhD and two master's degrees, and she makes a good living, but she has dedicated 25 years of her life to education. Yeah, but she works and at Cal Baptist, right? Does she feel well, no, like? No, 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 no. She's an adjunct at, at Cal Baptist. She is a, she is a vice principal at a public school. Okay, but. My point is, she's dedicated 25 years of her life. She has amounted $80,000 plus in, in student debt yeah. to educate herself, to educate other children. And my sister's a teacher. My other sister's a teacher. My mother was a teacher. My, my, my uh, uh, sister-in-law. I just, I just have a few seconds here, Eric. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe I'll say that. this. I'll, I'll try to do better at, at you know, I agree that most teachers are not doing this, but these kids who are protesting in very large numbers, and I realize they're probably not even the majority of people at those schools, right? But they got it from specific people and specific professors who are allowed to teach this stuff. No, they, got it from, they, got, they got it from the Internet. They got it from Twitter. No, they, they got, got it from their professors who are writing those books and those classes. You know, they're all well, over the place. I, We've played I, some I, on I, our show. I, I will... I will call you back another time, and I'll challenge you on that. But I, not, okay. not at this moment. I think that's a okay, great topic. Do that, Eric. Appreciate you very much. Okay. All right, Pastor Scott Show. George, I'll get to your call when we come back. You can follow me at Pastor Scott Show on the socials. We'll be back as the Wednesday edition continues. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. And worse, many of our friends and allies whose support we need now more than ever during this moment of intense Jewish pain have brushed aside these concerns. Suddenly, they don't want to hear about anti-Semitism or the ultimate goal of Hamas. When I've asked some of the marchers what they would do about Hamas, they don't have an answer. Many don't seem to care. And so Jewish Americans are left alone, at least in our eyes, to ponder what this all means and where it could lead. Can you understand why the Jewish people feel isolated when we hear some praise Hamas and chant its vicious slogan? Can you blame us for feeling vulnerable only 80 years after Hitler wiped out half the Jewish population across the world? while so many countries turned their back? Can you appreciate the deep fear we have about what Hamas might do if left to their own devices? Because the long arc of Jewish history teaches us a lesson that is hard to forget. Ultimately, we are alone. That is Democrat Senator Majority Leader Chuck Schumer today gave a 40-minute speech. In fact, after uh, after the show, I'll put it on our social media. You can follow me on Facebook X or Instagram at, at Pastor Scott Show. We'll put it there if you want to watch it, uh, the whole thing. I think it's worth it. I think, uh, you know, there are things on there that I think are uh, are curious because a part of what he's 
having to address comes from not addressing uh, things for a long time on his side of it. But one of the things I appreciate, and it's important for us, I think, is that he is addressing his own side mostly. There's anti-Semitism and neo-Nazis and crazy things on the other side. He, he acknowledges that. But he spends the majority talking about his own side. And I think that's a good example for what our politics ought to be. I'm not a big fan of Chuck Schumer generally. So just know where I'm coming from is, you know, I think he did something that, and I try to call out or show either side that takes the time to do this in a decent way. I think it matters. And I think what we're seeing in our country is dangerous. He calls it a national crisis, and it is. Uh, Anti-Semitism, and bigger than that even, is what it means um, for a country and and what it has meant historically. So I think that's been a good thing. 888-528-2557. I want to get to your calls here. 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. George in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. I listened to you for for a long, long time. You're awesome. Well, thank you, George. But <laughs> Yeah, I called some time back and talked with you about uh, about the rapture. Yeah, I remember. I, I do remember you. <laughs> okay, well, Pastor Scott, I I was born and raised in a Christian home. I had two sweet, wonderful parents. I loved those children, and so uh, so then I went through uh, Bible training, uh, seminar, and and all seminary, mm-hmm. and so uh, I feel strongly with it. I'm so holy and full of God's Holy Spirit. And I worship him with all my heart, mind, and soul, and Lord Jesus. But you know, the Spirit tells me that this Hamas is totally wrong. And they're going to go to hell. I know this for a fact. I feel this. I shouldn't judge, actually. It's not for us to judge anybody, anywhere. You know, the Bible doesn't say don't judge. It says, Jesus says, don't judge lest you be judged. So... You know, yes, it's, yes, it is, it's okay to point out that what we believe is that if you don't have Christ, that you, you go to hell. Uh, that's a hard doctrine for a lot of people, right? But uh, hell makes a lot more sense when you see what a group like Hamas does, right, or what a Hitler does. I just love, but, I just love the Jewish people with yeah. all my heart, mind, and soul. Yeah. It's terrible the way they were treated. Yeah. Well, George, you got to pray, and it's okay to actually pray for Hamas yes, and pray for, pray for the Palestinian people who are in the middle of all this and the Jewish people who are in the yes, middle. Uh, pray it doesn't go bigger than what it is now. Hey, George, would you do me a favor? Hey, George? Hey, George? That's Scott. Yes. Would you do me a favor? I want to... What's that? There was something that we wanted to do for you. I remember your last call, and I can't get into it right now because we're almost Mm. at the end. But we couldn't get the information for where you are. And would you mind going on hold, and maybe we can get your information because we'd like to send you a gift. Well, I don't... No, I I don't. We won't make it public. I promise we we won't put it out there. Um, but, no, because I'm an elder in an elder home, and I, I don't want I, people to know. Or, yeah, I, I know. That's why we would keep it private. Would you just think about that? Because there were a lot of people who wanted to help you last time, and I think that uh, they would still like to do that. But we can't if we can't uh, get in touch with you. Does that make sense? I, I, I'm sorry, but I, I, I'm sorry to say, but I, I just can't. All right. Well, if you if you change you. your mind— Call us back, okay, George. Appreciate that very much, yes. and we love you. Yes. All right. Thanks for listening. And I have been, 
Okay, well, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Pastor Scott Show. Appreciate that. 888-528-2557. Trisha in Hawthorne, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. I, that was so sweet. I just heard the George call. But I just wanted to say that I truly appreciate you because I think uh, you're like the perfect radio host. You're calm and collective, and then you have all the right words. And I just wanted to say that I appreciate that you— um, as, as a pastor, you know, can talk about these topics and just keep it um, centered, I guess. Well, you know, I hope so. I, I appreciate that. I, don't, I feel like I don't always have the right things, but, you know, I do have a lot of optimism that we really can, as people, talk about hard things without going nuts. Yes. Yeah, especially, you know, as Christians, right, because that's what Christ did, right? That's right. He up. And uh, so I just wanted to say I appreciate you, and thank you very much. Well, thank you, Tricia. Thanks for listening to the Pastor Scott Show. Appreciate that. 888-528-2557. Maybe uh, one or two other things here. William in Fullerton, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. Hi, William. Boy, you're on point. You're on point with this topic. I know I've uh, called it a few times before, but what I wanted to say uh, briefly is that there's a uh, subject that nobody seems to be talking about, and that is the, the uh, complicit behavior of the ultra-corrupted UN and everybody in there, all these caviar diplomats, everything that they do has been against Israel and against the United States. It's another so topic. Uh, about them. We're just about running out of time, but you're right. In fact, the U.N. is under a lot of uh, criticism right now, particularly U.N. women, because they will not criticize uh, the use of rape as a weapon of war. And what t- it's, a longer, it's definitely a longer topic, William, and you're right. But the United Nations role in all of this is actually very, very significant. In fact, I just read a book about that, uh, and it blew me away, uh, about how they're not making it easier uh, and how they're in the way of an awful lot uh, with this. William, I appreciate your call. We're almost out of time. I want to go to uh, a last call here. Uh, Oscar in San Gabriel, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Oh, hi, Pastor Scott. Love your show. Thank you, Oscar. Uh Real quick, I hear your timing is almost running out, yeah. but I just want to say that I love Israel, and right now we all have to stand for Israel. We have to support him with money, with pray, and we all have to unite, and we have to pray, and uh, that's why we need Donald Trump, so he can come and really uh, help us to do all this. And uh, yeah, that's very much it, Pastor Scott. All right, Oscar, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. You know, in all of this, in this hour, if you just happen to tune in, we uh, have been playing a lot of clips from a speech given by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer today. And I thought it was worth playing those extra clips. There's a bunch I didn't even get to that. It was 40 minutes long. As uh, I'll put it on our socials as soon as we're done here. Um, you can follow me at Pastor Scott Show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook X and Instagram at Pastor Scott Show. And I think it's worth watching. I watched it on two times speed, so that 40 minutes goes to 20 minutes. You know, I know how precious the time is. But I think it's worth it, particularly because of him being a liberal Democrat talking about this and addressing a lot of uh, people who are on the left. Uh, Really, he's talking about people who are on the far left, but it's a pretty big number of people who have some things to say that are uh, not accurate historically and that are very anti-Semitic. And the violence that we are already seeing in our country that has been uh, 
up 300 and some percent for Jewish people. Stuff we saw here in Los Angeles, uh, people just attacking somebody's house the other day. Uh, swastikas painted on uh, on Jewish-owned buildings and uh, lots of that stuff going on across the country and a lot of it in Europe, too. It's a huge deal, historically speaking. It is a national crisis. And as Chuck Schumer did, and I would do too, it's not okay also to attack Palestinians or Arabs or any other group of people. Um, Three young men were shot by some guy in uh, Vermont this week. I don't think we know yet for sure what his motive was, but it looks like, you know, that's probably it. Uh, and, And the reason to bring that up is those events are part of why this is a five alarm fire why this is a really big deal. And when you take a look at the events in history and how Israel's role or Jewish people's role has been a part of it, something to keep in mind is that this also should not surprise us. This is something that um, turns into something very biblical. Chuck Schumer also had to say this about uh, reminding people about something that said in the, the Passover. Paraphrase lines recited every year, century after century at Passover Seder. This is the bread of affliction that our forefathers ate in the land of Egypt. In every generation, they rise up to destroy us. Passover uh, deals with the fact that there is all this difficulty in the world, but from a Christian perspective, Passover also is about the salvation that comes from God. It was the salvation of the Hebrews uh, in the first Passover, and we believe as Christians that it's the salvation of that comes through the Messiah, Jesus Christ, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. I hope that's you. I hope that you see the world events as something that actually is showing us that the Bible is true, that Jesus is God and your Savior. This is Pastor Scott Show. You can follow me at Pastor Scott Show, and uh, I will see you tomorrow from 3 to 5. Everybody have a good night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.